0: everyone. Welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of this show. Today we are here with Rich Moncure, owner of On Hold Marketing. How are you, Rich?
1: I am fine, Destine. It's good to talk to you.
0: It's great to have you on as well. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it or what? What? how did you buy it, the process of buying it?
1: Um, well, I'll start with uh when we were uh, founded, we were founded in 1988 by a a fellow named Lloyd Shockley who owned his own marketing agency. And in 1988, business phone systems were uh, created in such a manner that uh, people discovered there was an opportunity to take hold time. And when I say hold time, I, I literally mean hold time, like when you are placed on hold. And in the old days, when you were on hold, you just heard dead silence, right? And marketing agencies said, hey, well that's a captured audience that's on hold, we should be speaking to them. So uh, the person that I bought the company from was one of the pioneers, one of the godfathers of the industry, if I can use that term. Uh, And so he started the company in 1988, and he really frankly abandoned all his other agency efforts uh, doing um, suits for uh, car dealerships and doing all their brochures and everything. It became such a busy industry that he named his company On Hold Marketing, uh, doing exactly what it sounds like it does. Um, For all those years in 1988, I was a phone system vendor, meaning I sold phone systems to businesses. And every time I sold a phone system to a business, the business would say, hey, what should I play to my callers on hold? And I said, hey, call this guy Lloyd. He'll set you up. And Lloyd wrote fantastic scripts. Completely customized and designed for the business that the you know had bought, purchased the phone system from me. So fast forward to year two thousand five, he says, "I want to retire," and I said, "Well, isn't that interesting? I want to get out of corporate world." So I bought the company from him in two thousand five. So um, uh, that's uh, that's how we got started. We're very niche, and there are two things that we primarily do, and that's we are writing script for. That environment where you put a caller on hold, we're writing the copy, we are using professional voices to voice it, and then my primary role here in the company, other than being the owner, is I'm the technical expert on how to get it placed on these phone systems out there. because There are hundreds of them, and they all do it differently. So um, a long-winded answer to your initial question, but that's, uh, that's what we do, and that's how we got started. So I've been the owner since 2005
0: wow that's quite a unique story i love that so since 2005 how has that journey been with just your previous experiences and buying it how were you able to just navigate those two worlds
1: well when you come out of and this might be interesting to a lot of the folks that are listening to the podcast if uh i mean i'm i'm an older person um, but I, I spent 20 years of my life as, as in the corporate world, not as an entrepreneur, but just in the corporate world. And I decided to make that plunge into entrepreneur, entrepreneurship in 2005. So the journey for me was quite a transition to going mm-hmm. from a, a you know well-paid corporate event uh, or corporate entity, and then taking some of my own hard-earned money and reinvesting it into an entrepreneurial world. It worked perfectly for me, because I was able to bring my experience from my past into this entrepreneurial world. And the beauty of this company on hold marketing is I didn't, I can't say I'm startup, right? Because I mentioned the company was started in 1988. So I acquired a company that had already done all the hard work, the heavy lifting. We had built a very large client base. Now it was my job to maintain that client base and grow it. And I was fortunate to be able to quickly grow it because of my, my background. I was able to bring clients into on-hold marketing that I had been working with for the prior 20 years. So it was a very good marriage, a very good decision. Um, I had to make the transition from being a corporate sales guy to being a business owner. I had to learn about marketing. I had to learn about yeah. all sorts of other things. Um, and I just made sure that I surrounded myself with people, partners, and vendors that would uh, you know, look out for me to make sure I didn't make key, uh, key errors, which of course we made a few along the way. But for the most part, we, we made the right decisions mostly through our partnering efforts.
0: Wow. Well, that's good to hear that the transition was, it sounds smooth, I would say, right?
1: It went very well. It, um, it, and it could have gone, uh, we didn't know how it was gonna go. When, when I first looked at buying this company, um, I knew that there was a technology challenge uh, that we were facing, <clears throat> and maybe in the podcast <clears throat> we'll get into that detail, maybe we won't. But here we are <clears throat> in 2022, the challenge is still there, but we have been able to really um, piggyback onto the challenge and then turn the challenge into an advantage of sorts. So mm-hmm. uh, thats um, I wasn't sure if that was the way that was going to work out, but it, it really has to a certain extent.
0: Yeah. I would love to know about how you were able to maintain your client base and then also the technology challenge you're speaking of as well.
1: Okay. Well, uh, maintaining the <clears throat> the client um, base has been in, in our industry, which we call our industry, the on-hold messaging industry. I'm fortunate that the name of my company is On Hold Marketing and we own the domain name onholdmarketing.com. Mm-hmm. So- That's a that's fortunate. Our industry is made up of smaller players, smaller agencies such as ourselves. Um, We are a five person agency. And I would say most of our competitors out there, not all, but most of them are about at that at that level, five, well, maybe between three and eight employees for the most part. We've got a couple of very large competitors out there. But for the most part, it's a small agency kind of world. And we all work in the same space in that our the service that we provide is provided in an annuity manner, meaning clients sign up for us to be their marketing team with respect to on hold messaging. And when they sign up, <coughs> there's no end date with that contract. It's yeah. not a uh, it's not a transaction. It's a relationship. Yeah. And I would say that folks that use on hold messaging have a positive enough experience, whether it's with us or our competitors. Uh, that they keep using it because it becomes somewhat of a part of their culture of what mm. they're going to say to their clients on hold. So the good news about our industry is the retaining client numbers are typically range from 90 to 95% per year. That's an astounding number, mm. I believe. So we don't charge much for what we do. Um, and we provide service to our clients ongoing. Um, but the beauty is, the clients stay with us year after year so mm. uh, as long as you do good work in our industry you will retain the client and it um, and we do we do great work I have a great uh, team of professionals that do the script writing they do the voice or we engage uh, 20 voice talents they're not employees but um, we have 20 uh, folks around the country that are male and female voice talent that read the scripts professionally. And there's an art form to doing on hold messaging that's different than doing radio and TV commercials. So we really have to find that high level of talent can do this. And you've been on hold, Destine, before you've heard talent that's really great. And you've probably sometimes yeah. gone, wow, that was home baked. That's not the real deal. Um, yeah. so, you know, we're, we're the professionals, so to say. And then another key element is with our knowledge of business phone systems, uh, we we stay in touch with the client. We have to know what their top technology is doing, where they're moving, what they're going to, mm. um, because our service—if they go from system A to system B—it's going to be provision provisioned differently from system to system, and it's going to work differently system to system. So um, you know, I mentioned we do on hold message uh, destiny. That's about eighty-five percent of our business, and mm. once again, it's very much designed for a captive audience. Um, I don't, don't know if we're on video we're going to do this on video, but I'm, I'm holding a phone to my ear and I'm a captured audience on hold. So I really can't do much of anything else I might be able to type, but I'm going to be hearing whatever somebody's playing to me in the ear. And that's important for us to be sensitive to that in, so that the content we design and play is not annoying. It's not in your face. It's delivered properly. There's a whole art form to doing this. So we're the good guys. So we're doing it properly, not in an annoying manner. Um, and if it's effective, the client is is you're going to retain the client. Yeah. So um, the other piece of our business, also somewhat captured audiences, if you go into a convenience store and you hear music playing overhead and it's uh, maybe your favorite Beyonce tune and you're listening and you're listening and then the song ends, you're captured because you really like that Beyonce song. Well, after that, there might be a message that we might create that entices you to buy a lottery ticket. Remember to bring home the milk or we've got you know hot foods in this convenience store. That business is called in-store music and message. Music being Beyonce, which is music we provide. We subscribe to it and pay for it. And then the messaging we put after the song, or maybe after every second or third song, short message 10 seconds at the most that is just suggestive selling and these convenience stores see a bump in their sales Mm -hmm. when they're reminded oh my gosh yeah lottery tickets somebody told me to bring them the lottery ticket oh i'm out of milk that that sort of thing so that's another part of your business once again captured audience because as you know being in the convenience store you're traveling from fridge to fridge or to doing whatever you're doing you're captured in that environment so um what was the second part of the question, I think?
0: <laughs> Before that, that's amazing. I would love to also ask, who are your who is your competition you're speaking of in terms of, you're saying on hold message, messages, it's different compared to what exactly?
1: Um, when you say who are my competitors, like, yeah. well, most of my competitors are about the same size. I would say there are 50 to 70 viable competitors across the United States. Mm-hmm. All that have names that are kind of similar to ours. They might have the word on hold in it or message hold or, or whatnot. You might know the name um, Muzak. If you've ever heard that, you're probably too young to know yeah. the term Muzak, but a lot of folks um, have heard the term Muzak. That company no longer exists. They exist in a different form now, but they are a very large competitor. They're also mm-hmm. a partner. So mm-hmm. um, we, uh, we are all members of an association we meet annually and we have a great time and we call each other competitors, but I would really say we're partners. There's, we, we're serving an entire nation with just about 70 companies. Uh, so we're- It's amazing. I might say we're competitors, but we're really, I'd say we, we share more information in, in how to make our industry more relevant and um, keep the industry um, productive. And, and we, we want a good reputation as an industry. Yeah, do we compete on occasion? We do, but I think that was your question.
0: Yeah, that was. I was just curious to know: is it are these messages broadcasted, or is it through podcast form? You're saying on no, hold.
1: No. So here's what happens. Um, uh, there, are, I'm going to call it two types of phone systems. One, I'm going to use the word legacy. Legacy would be the if you have a business you owned your own phone system. And that meant you have a box on the wall somewhere in your facility. There's a box on the wall and all the phones in your businesses are all connected to that box. And when an incoming call comes in and is answered by somebody in the event, the call goes on hold, like somebody literally presses the hold button, then back at that box, I have a little box connected to it that is streaming our messages to it. Okay. So, all the time while that person's on hold, they're hearing what my little box is, that's connected to their phone system box is playing. Right. I use the word legacy because those types of phone systems are falling out of favor slowly but surely as we move, as the Internet becomes yet even more of a dominant factor out there. Yeah. Your phone system, um, the podcast we're on right now is being broadcast over the Internet, of course. Yeah. So the client doesn't have a box box. On the wall in their premises anymore. There, the brains of their phone system are in the cloud, and there must be 150 to 300 cloud providers. Um, names you might know, like Ring Central, or even carriers like Comcast and or other providers like Nextiva, just to drop some names to you. Those are now the phone systems of the future. Uh, you know, for the past 15 years, frankly, and then moving forward. So we then provide our service as an audio file, like an MP3 file, and we have it loaded into the cloud. So that's the technology reference I made a little while ago that we're Mm. we're dealing with. Um, I'm I'm holding up a box right now that you see that this is what used to be connected to the old legacy phone system. Well, there is no more legacy phone system. So the box goes away and and we just virtually create a little MP3 file that's loaded in the cloud. And um, those are, it, every service out there operates differently. And it's up to mm-hmm. me to find out how they all operate. I'm always out there looking for how does ABC company handle our file. So wow, um, that's, interesting. that's the technology challenge that we have.
0: I see. We're,
1: we're, we're pretty good at it here in air office. Um, mostly because I spent so many years in, in the phone system business myself. I mean, we're lucky from that standpoint, that one of the employees, me, uh, spent so many years in the phone system industry. But mostly what we do is we write scripts. We're a marketing team. We write, mm-hmm. write scripts. We get the voice talent. I buy music that's cool to mix it with. And then we create a mixture of music and messages that play to the caller on hold.
0: Wow. I see. Thank you for breaking that down.
1: Yeah, well, it's a, and I know it's a five-minute dissertation, but... Uh, <sighs>
0: I know. (laughs) So where do you get your clients from? Is it through social media? Is it through ads, referrals? You mentioned retainer earlier.
1: What a great question because that is a moving target and time has changed, has moved the target for us. Um, Years ago, where this company got their referrals from were people like me that used to be in the phone system business. So a referral, just, just good old guy networking. Um, and and local networking and, hey, who do you know that's getting a new phone system? Oh, do they need on-hold messaging? That was a, a, a primary way that this company started. Enter the internet and Google's proficiency with AdWords. When I first bought the company in 2005, I took it nationwide instantly. and In mm-hmm. order to go nationwide, I knew I couldn't put people on planes to go good old-fashioned door-to-door selling. So we did very much You move to a Google paid ads work mm-hmm. um, or an environment where we you know, paid so that if you're in California and you are looking for on-hold messaging, when you put the term on-hold messaging into your Google platform, and yes, Google owned or still owns 85% of that market, we paid dearly to be a choice for that searcher to come and look for us. So I use Google paid AdWords, um, didn't use Facebook much at all, never found that to be very relevant. Quite frankly, we've not used LinkedIn. So um, to to wrap this up, we, for years, were highly successful with paid ads and search engine optimization. That has fallen off. And, and lately, we're using some different strategies that are more target market oriented through all things, things like direct mail and good old fashioned um, cold call. And to be candid with you, our market has become stagnant um, as folks don't use the phone anymore, like, mm. like a real true business phone. Our industries that we serve have dwindled, um, but the industries we do serve are very active, which would be doctors, dentists, vets, senior care facilities. Anybody that still answers the phone and talks on the phone is a viable candidate for our service. But as we all know, through virtual teleworking and And folks really gravitating to communicating through text, through email, that has somewhat um, dissolved our industry like like I knew it would. Like I knew it would when I bought it in 2005. I knew that was going to happen, but it could never dissolve entirely.
0: Wow. That's interesting you say that you knew it was going to happen. So you kind of, can you gauge the challenge it'd be?
1: Well, I I knew it was going to happen because I was in the industry. I was actually selling the technologies that would displace where I was ended up going at on whole marketing, I went, okay, voiceover IP now. We won't need this little box anymore. And for you listening on a whole podcast, I'm holding up a box. Don't need this anymore because yeah. people don't have phone systems anymore. They have phone services. So I knew from a technology perspective, the game was going to change, but the clients would still need content. And that's what we're in the business of providing is marketing content.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You know, you also mentioned Google paid ads and then cold call as well and direct mail. How has that experience been for you?
1: Not great. Yeah. <laughs> it really hasn't. Um, we, we have a particular product or, or voice over IP service that we work very well with. So we've targeted marketing folks that we think have that service. And we're really just in the on the leading edges of it right now um, with direct mail and we're following up with the call a cold calling campaign. But, you know, I think cold calling, um, I I used to be a cold caller on the phone and on foot, and I never minded it. It never bothered me. I I won't tell you that I just loved and enjoyed it, but I was pretty good at it. But now nobody answers the phone. They really don't. Think about it. Think about it. When you call somebody these days, they might not even have voicemail some yeah. folks don't have a phone number the game has really changed change. really has. so finding the content finding the contact i should say or finding the decision makers becoming more and more of a challenge so we're always trying to look for different ways to to market to um to to reach audiences out there and it's um it's a moving target i've I, in the past 5 years i've seen the whole game change particularly when it comes to paid
0: ads yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you mentioned the phones because I barely answer unknown calls anymore or whatever it may be, or it's a back later. Yeah.
1: That is, you know, yeah. um, we all have caller ID going out, right? Yeah. So if you were to call me right now, I might see Destine um, on there or I might not. We actually had to change our outgoing um, caller ID away. We used, it used to say on-hold marketing, Um but I had to change it to OHM Studios because nobody would answer the phone because they saw the word <laughs> marketing. They're like, "Oh, I'm going to get a marketing call." Right.
0: Oh. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, even my family wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> They're like, "Some marketing company called us." Well, we changed it to OHM Studios, and Funny. folks answering the phone. I mean, not just strangers. I mean, just regular customers. When oh, okay, I'll take this call. I know who that is. So, uh, and that. But you're right. That does. Um, distort the world of cold calling when folks really don't answer the phone much. <laughs> you really have to have a, a, a very warm referral to get to a good contact. You've got, to, you've got to get really creative these days on how you're going to find folks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: I mean, I think you have to have a deep arsenal. I don't think there's, there's one solution. You have to have a balance of um, tools in the tool belt to go find new clients. Yeah. And sometimes the new clients are right under your nose. Mm-hmm. They really are. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. My dog um, is having some challenges and I, I called the vet that I took him to and uh, I was put on hold and I heard this horrific canned music. So when I went to take my dog in, I took their brochures and everything and just politely and calmly laid him on the desk and said, by the way, here's my experience when I called you and here's what we do. Three or four days go by and I get a call from the the owner, the vet owner, and um, he didn't realize I was a patient or that my dog was a patient. But the fact that I did the good old fashioned walk in the door cold call from his perspective, he pretty much bought over the phone. So there was the old fashioned walk in the door and leave your brochure behind and somebody actually acts upon it. So I think you have to have some of that element in your marketing plan. Um, You have to have uh, an Internet solution. You have to have good referrals. You have a good referral network. You got to have people looking out for you. Um, uh, to me, there's there's no one there's no one solution in, in itself.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's such a great story. I mean, it just speaks to. I think people like having personal connection and knowing maybe who they're buying from and how that person can help them. So, well, striking up
1: the conversation, which can be awkward, e- even in a social environment. It, it can create things happening on either I've I buy that way from people. Mm-hmm. I often find myself buying from somebody that I didn't even know what they did until they started explaining to me what they did just in a social setting. So, um I, I'm not saying I infringe upon any new person I meet and I don't typically start off a conversation with telling them what we what I do, but I think throughout throughout your life and your day-to-day it's um it's a good idea to let folks know what you do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've actually experienced this as well. Just me not outright just telling them what I do, but, you know, them a friend inquiring or someone who I just met inquiring and the next thing you know, now they want to buy a service because they heard me talk about it. So yeah, in person definitely does matter. What else would you say you're currently learning to level up your agency right now other than the tech challenges? Well,
1: um, we're probably a little different than other folks. Um, the age of, of myself and the other folks here, we're on the horizon of their careers. Um, we're 60 plus, shall we say. So if my answer to that your question would be different if I were 45, but at age, age 60, we um, are, oddly enough, flat is good for us because it's recurring revenue. Um, we are able to fight off costs, rising costs. I mean, inflation you in the current world, of inflation is not helping us, but, uh, Eric, we're really interested in just in maintaining what we have. We're, we're close to being a million dollar gross company. Um, but we're not in a growth mode to be candid and honest with you. And if, if, if I were 45 and I, and I say this on behalf of a lot of my competitors, where their owners are younger, they have all sorts of opportunity to branch off in caption audience marketing. Uh, a very popular marketing um, explosion comes with something called scent marketing. Have you ever heard of scent marketing? I have not. <laughs> well, believe it or not, there's a whole industry built upon when you walk. I will use an example of a hotel, a high-level hotel like a, a Hyatt or a Hilton or something like that. You might know, not know this, but they pay a very large amount of money for their uh, facilities to smell a certain way. Um, and that's called scent marketing. And mm-hmm. there a myriad of ways to provide it. That would be a natural area for us to go into. But it's mm-hmm. very labor intensive, so we've decided not to do it. The other thing that would be natural for a group like us would be going to d- digital signage. If you walk into the lobby of a, a business or, you know, best example is a hospital. You go to a hospital, you see TV screens everywhere and they're featuring the weather and they're featuring current events. It's digital signage. That's a, mm-hmm. almost a a natural for on hold companies to go into. Um, but there's a very expensive element to provide that and that's the TVs uh, or just the technology to, to manage it. So we've opted not to go that route, but if, if I, you know, if I was 40, 45 years old, it would be a natural move for us to do that. So we could, um, you know, have some sort of relevant growth story. Um, but I don't have a growth story right now. I'm, I'm a pretty happy camping, camper right where we are.
0: That's great. That's great to hear. A lot of agency owners. I don't I don't often hear that. You know, it's No, I about- knew you
1: wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you, it would fare better for me to say, well, let me tell you what we're doing to grow 15% a year. That's so okay. Not only, not, not only are we not growing 15% per year, we're not upset about it. Um, and that's probably odd for your listeners to hear. Um, but... It, we were we have a, a comfortable world where we are, um, and when you get to our age, uh, um, there, there's a comfort level associated with that. Where if we were making a lot of decisions to invest in entrepreneurial um, exercises that may not fare out at our age, it's not it's not prudent really to, to go do that unless you have a certain sure thing. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, uh-huh. we're, the best, best thing to say is we're happy where we are right now.
0: That's good to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. I know you don't hear that very much. I know. I don't. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I mean, I think I've heard it I maybe mean, one time this past week, but that's because he was more lifestyle focused. He emphasized. But, you know, well, I'm that said, you're content. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very lifestyle focused. The beauty of this business that we're in is that it is um, – I mean, I hate to say this, it's, we're, we're, it's not mission critical. It's not life or death. What we do. Um, we are oftentimes calling air clients, trying to make sure they exercise which they purchased from us. Um, they don't call us nearly as much as I thought they would. We're calling yeah. them saying you've signed up for this many updates per year. Let's exercise them. Oh yeah, we need to do that. So um, it's, it. it the the nature of our industry is we're somewhat out of sight, out of mind. And why would that be? Because clients don't call themselves on the phone. They walk through their own lobbies and they see how their lobbies look, but they don't often call themselves on the phone. It's our job to make sure that their phone system lobby looks good. So we're Uh constantly wanting to keep that content updated because if you're on hold and if you hear obsolete messages that are saying, you know, we've been in, you know it's not it's year 2018 and we're doing something that's old content we've got to make sure that content is current and up to date up to date so we manage all that for the clients make sure nothing is obsolete everything we're providing uh, is is current as we can possibly make it Um, and you know that's that's a challenge we have to take on we're usually interfacing with marketing and pr folks Mm -hmm. at each of our clients and also the it folks because there's a technical element.
0: okay Thank you for expanding on that. How has your experience been with your team? With just, yeah, having a team and leading. Fortunate.
1: Um, uh, we have not had, we, we've not, sorry, since I purchased the company in 2005, um, we have a, a primary production person who's who was here when I acquired the company. He is still here. Um, I was able to hire a, a friend that has been here since 2006, 2007. Oh. Um, we had two people retire. So we have since 2005, I'm, I'm thinking this through, making sure I'm not telling a fib, but nobody has left on hold marketing for a, you know, greener pastures. So we say it's, a, we have a very good work environment. Um, quality of life is outstanding. It's if I amazing. go to the doctor or go see a child in a play or, or do something, they just do we are fortunate in, in the way that we run our business here. And we're also fortunate in that we were good at what we do and provide good service in the sense that if you're a client and call us during the day, we do answer the phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, if you were to dial their phone number right now, the phone would ring and you know, one of the five folks here would pick up and answer the phone. That's kind of a different world. Yeah. A lot of clients aren't accustomed to that, but yeah. um, we're, we're able to do that. So um We have no we have really haven't had turnover other than folks retiring.
0: Wow. That's amazing to hear. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm very
1: proud of that. I'm 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 proud of that. And the way we've gotten there is just to make sure a quality of life for everybody. It would it would not make sense to go anywhere else. We we really have it we have pretty good here.
0: Yeah. Then you just answered my next question was what you're currently most proud of right now on your journey. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I would say I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we're able to retain clients mm-hmm. and retain employees. Um, we're, we're just, we're comfortable. And that's hard. To, it's hard to say that in these, I mean, the, the world's moving and changing with technology. And, mm-hmm. and you know, back when, I'm going to date myself here, but it used to be when you started a job in the 70s or 80s, there's a good chance you were in it for life or there's a chance you are in it for 10 to 15 years. I think those days are gone.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't think um, folks
1: are usually, uh, you know, getting jobs today and can say, "Well, I'll be here in 15 years." I, I think all your human resources groups would say, "Yeah, the numbers say otherwise." But um, yeah, for lifers here,
0: for lifers, that's yeah. amazing. You're able to build rela- relationships with, you know, who you work with, and yeah. 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 I'm great that you I'm grateful that you emphasized the importance, I think, just wellness and being lifestyle focused because it's an important conversation yeah. as well, being an agency owner, you know. we it, really...
1: pretty, pretty boring around here. We don't have any drama.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Simple living. <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Do you have any last further advice for agency owners listening to this or your peers listening to this as well?
1: Um, well, I mean, I think in terms of advice, the <clears throat> you provide the best possible customer experience you can. And, and I know that sounds cliche, but I'm not sure as time passes that everybody is doing that in, in all industries. Um, I can tell you that when I go to call other businesses, and granted, I'm in the business of the phone system and how it works and behaves. I, I get a little disgruntled when I'm trying to try to either find somebody and, and nobody has, has, has taken, nobody's, I shouldn't say nobody, but folks don't seem to be taking care of their houses very well in terms of their communications. Mm. You can call somebody and they don't have their voicemail greeting recorded or the phone numbers, or, or they, they, you can almost tell that they intentionally do not want to be called. Um, it's those sorts of things that maybe old goats like me have frustration with. And I would just encourage everybody, youth and everybody, it's really take care and make, make sure that your presentation from a phone perspective is like you would like for it to be if you were contacting somebody else. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's almost a pet peeve, but um, <laughs> my advice would be just to just make sure you, you have that part of your, your communications is cleaned up and looking as nice as you can. Um, and otherwise, just make, make, making sure your clients are, are happy. And if you have an opportunity to provide a good service to them, go above and beyond. I
0: just think
1: that's critical. They'll remember it. They might not remember it the day you provide the service, but over time they'll remember. So that's my advice.
0: I think that's a great piece of advice. Thank you for expanding on that. Other than that, how can people get in contact with you?
1: Well, um, I'll, I'll give two, two methods. One would be a phone number. And if you, we're on the East Coast, so if you call between 8.30 and 5, somebody will answer the phone, and that phone number is 804-273-6900. That's my second piece of advice. Everybody needs to talk slower, so that's why I my phone number so slow. The other is their website is onholdmarketing.com, and all of their contact information can be found there, onholdmarketing.com com. So thank you for the opportunity for me to present our contact information also.
0: Of course. Thank you so much. That was funny. Um, I'm sure listeners will enjoy this conversation.
1: Right. I, I, I hope they will. All right. <laughs> Destiny, it was very nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you as well.